Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar. We discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end. So, Teresa, tell me a little bit about your upcoming travel schedule. It is pretty hefty, and (laughs) it started out sparse and all of a sudden (laughs) snowballed into pretty much a month away. (laughs) Explosion. Explosion. But, you know, like I mentioned, like, I've had a month and a half of a dry spell from, you know, work events or, you know, traveling anywhere significant in general. Um, So when opportunities come up, I'm like, I'm going to take it. So I leave on Friday with my family to go over to Greece. And um, as I was mentioning to you before the call, as we get closer and closer to Friday, I'm getting more and more nervous because pre-COVID, I was already a nervous wreck prior to traveling because work, trying to tie up loose ends, trying to make sure you've got everything taken care of because just by the nature of my job, I am responsible for the entire trip. Well, but that's the thing too, is that it's your family and you feel responsible for their enjoyment. And that is a lot of pressure. Yes. And I feel like I put so much of that pressure on myself because if something happens on the trip and it's not great, it's like, oh, well, I did this to me and my family. So I maybe I do that too much to myself, but I'm double, triple checking everything just to make sure nothing falls through the cracks. I'm guilty of always forgetting to book airport transfers. I don't know why. That's like a blank spot for me. I don't know why that happens to me all the time. I'll like book photo shoots obviously, but I will forget transfers, but not this time. They're all booked. Well, and I'm guessing you don't forget it for your clients, but only for yourself. No, just for my own personal trip, which is why I get super nervous. So now I've gotten a lot better at easing up on work work the week before traveling. So I can actually take some time to focus on my actual trip and I actually need to take some time out today to put together my social media plan for the trip. Like just take out a couple of hours. I do it on Trello now just to like organize everything, but I need to get that done. Yeah. Yeah. So what's after Greece? um, Well, immediately, my immediately, I mean, next day I'm headed to (laughs) Chicago for Asta. (laughs) (laughs) So we get back to Miami because we were flying out of Miami so we get back to Miami like 7.30 Sunday night. Then I'm like, we're driving directly back. Like I'm driving directly back to Tampa Ooh. to fly out Monday to go to Chicago. And I get back Wednesday night. Then I get Thursday, Friday, Saturday at home where I can like do laundry and all that stuff. And then I leave on Sunday to go to Future Leaders in Cancun, which I know you're going to be at as well. That's right. I will be facilitating a session about, it's called Show Me the Money, Honey. It's about profitability, particularly after the pandemic. And I know you are on a panel discussion. Yes. And it, it, I am drawing a blank at what the (laughs) session is called, but it's one of the morning general sessions before your workshop, I think. So it's like that breakfast morning session. 
for so everyone. Exciting. So yeah, I am loving all the speakers who will be there this year. So yeah, really excited about that. That's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. I just had a meeting with them to go over the outline and I'm pumped and also intimidated. <laughs> Don't be intimidated. Every, everyone is super fun. And I kind of knew you would fit into future leaders. Remember when we were talking about this? You're like, you I'm know, too I'm old. I'm a grandma. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're not. And look, look what happened. You oh, get to go are. to future leaders as a speaker. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then what are you doing after that? I am headed over on a Globus tour of the west coast so i will be in seattle and headed straight down the coast to san francisco on one of their um guided tours so i'm taking my mom with me and i am really looking forward to it mainly because it's a guided tour and those yeah. are some of my favorites as i just i just show up and yeah. that's it <laughs> That, that's all? That's all you're doing? Just the- That's all. I'm, I mean, obviously getting photos, but I don't have to worry about logistics. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about, you know, all those little things that doing independent travel, you know, those things you need to think about. So I love it. And then you're going to come home and rent a sleep pod and sleep for four days. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to probably have blackout curtains installed somewhere. And I'm like, don't wake me up for three days. Get an infusion, get some oxygen. (laughs) Bring yourself back to life. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, I'm really appreciative of the opportunities that have come up. And Mm. I am so looking forward to where the industry is progressing and, um, I guess we should point out that while we're in Cancun at Future Leaders, we're probably going to take that week off from recording. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. So you may not see us that week. We'll let you know. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. So Travel Age West is where our first article is coming from. But before we get into that, last night I was at a birthday party for a friend of mine and she is super extra. Every party she has has some kind of theme to it. So last night it was a holiday theme. So you dress up as a holiday so I, I went at birthday and everyone was dressed up as, you know, obscure holidays and obscure. I mean, like Groundhog Day or Galentine's Day, none of your big hitters like Christmas. Um, and so I was talking to a friend of mine who was Galentine's Day and I was telling her about how I just had to cancel a trip for a couple of clients who are planning on going to Greece later on this month because they're afraid of Delta. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why? Why are they afraid of Delta? And I'm like, you know, the COVID Delta variant. And she's like, oh, I thought you meant the airline. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what people are thinking about when they talk about Delta. But this particular article looks at how the Delta variant is affecting travelers. Have you seen anything regarding the effects of Delta on you and your clients? So I have, I have a lot of people traveling this week, so I'm just, you know, spray and pray. And, um, 
I have a couple people on the fence that are supposed to travel in October and November. They're thinking about it. They're mentioning it. They haven't made any decisions yet. It's, it's a real tricky time. And, and, um, you know, we both have someone who we lost last week and I currently have a loved one in my family on a ventilator in the hospital. So it's interesting that this sort of wave is hitting a lot closer to home for myself and a lot of other people that I know Mm -hmm. seems particularly vicious. Um, But then there's vaccines. It's just so confusing right now for a lot of people. And I myself feel a little bit nervous. You know, I'm vaccinated. I'm not as worried about my own health, but I do worry about hurting another human being. So I'm getting a little nervous myself. So I don't blame other people for Mm -hmm. at least evaluating their options. You know, it's not a light decision. It's it's heavy on us as advisors for sure right now because mm-hmm. I just can't even allow myself to consider the idea of wiping my books out again because something yeah, got out of control. Yeah, like if anything like last year happens, I feel like I'm just going to be like, I'm taking a year sabbatical. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take a sabbatical and do something that's not as stressful. But yeah. this article has um, a statistic where they took from um, – survey to travel advisors, it says 61% of respondents, 61% of respondents think the resurgence of COVID-19 Delta variant has had a negative effect on the desire of people to travel. And Susie Schreiner is quoted in this. Yes. <laughs> she is quoted as saying last year, my clients insecurities are primarily due to the protection of one's own health and safety. Now she's finding that the concern is more for anticipation of inconvenience. Will countries shut down again amid travel? Will their trip will their trip be canceled at the last minute again? Will they test positive after getting to Europe and miss out on their tour or cruise? So those are things that are absolute concerns. I mean, sure. personally, I am kind of worried about that too, because I've had I have such a stacked schedule for the next month. If something happens in between, it's just like, oh, well, I guess all these other plans are kind of out the door so definitely thinks yeah have you seen the meme with uh nancy kerrigan and tanya harding yes and it's like nancy (laughs) kerrigan is my fall plans and tanya harding is the delta bear i hate to laugh about it but you kind of have to um another statistic they mentioned here a couple of them um it says the majority of advisors admit to being worried themselves about the variant when in a public setting 14 percent are worried all the time 37% 37% worried some of the time, 27% are rarely worried, and 22% are never worried. So that's an interesting spread there. I do think that Susie is correct. A lot. I'm not hearing concerns about their health. It's like, what's going to be open? What's not going to be open? Are we going to mm-hmm. have to wear masks everywhere? It's more like you've waited already, right? Like a year and a half at least for right. a vacation. Now you're finally going and... I actually got my head ripped off by a client last week and she apologized and thanked me for all my help. And I didn't take it personally in the first place. It was because carnival changed. And now even if you're vaccinated, you have to have the test and actually all the cruise lines are like that. Right. But Mm -hmm. she happens to be sailing on carnival next month and that you have to wear a mask when you're entering the dining room. And she was just, I've been waiting a year and a half for this cruise. What kind of a vacation is this going, going to be? 
by the next day, she calmed down and decided to, you know, I said, you can have a refund. That's an option. But she decided to stay. But I didn't even let it affect me for a second. I knew it had nothing to do with me. Right, and she just right. was frustrated and needed to lash out. Um, so, like I said, I, I will say no cancellations. couple people on the fence. Not a ton of new inquiries, though. My entire team has noticed a quick lull, which is actually... Okay, because four of my team is in Greece right now in the Celebrity Apex, and they don't have a lot of bandwidth. And for me, I have had only a handful of inquiries, but they've all been super high ticket, which I'm good with that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> and in the future. And I've been saying all along, I'm much happier when a client comes to me for 2022 travel because I am nervous about investing a lot of time and energy into something that may not happen a juggle for sure, because similar to you, I, the cancellation for the couple who are going, who were scheduled to go to grace at the end of this month, they were my only cancellation. Everyone else has been hesitant. Like they were almost booking. And then this Delta variant comes out and they're like, do I want to spend this much money on something? You just want to see, wait and see what happens yeah. before they Yeah, exactly. In. Something that we have to think about now. And I guess we're better at handling things this time around versus last year. Cause I know when they said they wanted to cancel, I was not like mad or anything. I'm just like, okay, whatever you want. I mean, this is going to be a 30% penalty because the tour is still ongoing. Well, and I just said it matter of factly. I didn't feel bad at all. I was just like, this is what it is. And that's it. (laughs) And that's hard for people pleasing Virgos like you and I. I agree. I have zero emotional attachment to anything now. I just state the facts. And of course I empathize and I genuinely Mm -hmm. do feel bad that someone's going to miss an experience. But at this point I'm practically numb. It's it's just, we've, it's out of our control. There's nothing we can do. We do our best to advocate for our clients always. Um, But they, I, and I had to say this to one of the clients that's on the fence, like, we can't control whether the cruise line is going to be willing to refund you if you choose not to go. But the only thing you can control is whether or not you get on that boat <laughs> and you right. have to decide, right. you know, this article, if you want to go check it out, has a whole lot of helpful statistics and there is some good stuff in here about vaccination. So Another thing that I'm seeing a lot of and hearing a lot of, and I had to deal with just this morning, is it's one way or the other, right? Either client only wants to get on the ship if everyone is vaccinated or they're not vaccinated and they don't want to get on the ship if they're going to have a bunch of restrictions. But my personal clientele has been more in the camp of, is everyone on the ship going to be vaccinated because I don't want to go if not? And this article says that advisors overwhelmingly agree with the approach um, of requiring vaccinations. 81% of respondents believe cruise lines are right in offering the options of vaccinated only sailings because we want our clients to feel comfortable to travel. So of course we think that. Yeah. Yeah. And it would help with the feeling of being afraid, I think, Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of clients, that's what they're, nervous about this what their hesitation is is just well that they don't, they're not in it every day so. that's right but also these cruises that are going fully vaccinated there's no masks you can you don't have to have an appointment to use the pool you can get off in the ports and explore as opposed to only being able to take one of their excursions 
So it isn't just that health safety, it is the actual cruise experience that people are concerned about. Yeah. So we'd be interested to know how it's affecting you. Please shoot us a, a DM or shoot us an email and let us know how, how this is affecting your business. If at all. Some people might not, not be experiencing any difference. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> Well, on that note, I know a, a lot of people's clients jumped right to booking Europe and they are still booking Europe, but then we're kind of getting that hesitancy again. But there's another article from Travel Age West called Europe Travel 2021, Top Trends to Watch. And it says it was the news tour operators and travel advisors had been anxiously anticipating for 15 months on June 18th. The European Commission recommended that the U.S. travel ban should be gradually lifted throughout the block. So I've got people planning to go to Italy in October, and I am seeing a ton. In our team, we have Iceland, we have France, um, a lot of Italy. What about you? Um, I would say... I had some Ireland and Greece inquiries and well, Scotland most too. of it. Oh yeah, Scotland. Most of my Europe inquiries and bookings though are for 2022 and not necessarily for the rest of this year. <laughs> That's <laughs> Part of me just wants to personally go to Europe for like three weeks and th do three different river cruises. I mean, come on, just Get the experience in, get yep. some content and relax. <laughs> and also be knowledgeable about the procedures, even though they can change at any moment, you can still get like a sense of, is it frantic? Are they handling mm -hmm. things pretty smoothly? Um, those are great things to know. But this article goes over a few of the trends. And the first one they talk about is bypassing typical European cities for under the radar destinations, which makes a lot of sense. We're trying to avoid crowds. Um, and one of the places that they mention is one of my favorite cities, Valencia, Spain, is a testament to popularity beyond capital cities. So I love Valencia. I have a hard time talking clients into it, but it is the best of all the worlds. You have the beach, you have the old town, and you have the modern new town. And in fact, extremely modern because they have the city of arts and sciences, which is where a lot of sci-fi films have been built. <laughs> it's such a neat, diverse place. And also seafood paella is like the best thing you can ever eat. Um, and they actually quote the guy that hosted me for my fam trip, Maximo. He is the rep for Visit Valencia. Um, but less crowds and more affordable than Madrid and Barcelona is the bottom line. And in France, it's a similar situation, and I'm not going to try to pronounce any of these cities, but people are foregoing um, Paris for some of the smaller places. And I think that's Fantastic, because I think there's a lot of people out there who maybe wouldn't have tried out these places and are going to be absolutely delighted by what they find. Hopefully more of a slow travel experience than go, 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 hit, hit all the major hot spots and come home exhausted. Right. And one of the other trends is they're spending more time in one country or city versus... Who wants to deal with all of those? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And even in Greece... I. 
think it was if you it's a bit more difficult to go island hopping now if you were just to take the ferry and go from island to island especially if you're not vaccinated because some might require testing before you go the ferries are going to check to see or they're supposed to check i don't know what it's going to look like on the ground this is just based on what i'm reading um checking vaccination cards checking negative pcr negative covid tests so it can become a bit more tricky to book multiple destinations i had an inquiry this they were going to go this november but switched over to next summer and they were like, I don't know if we want to do two weeks in Italy or do like a Scotland and something else. And I'm like, well, just based on current travel restrictions, it just might be more easy for you guys to stick to one country versus do that hopping deep around. Dive. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And this article also mentions people um, chartering small groups like entire small group departures just to bring people within their circle in because people will feel comfortable traveling people they've been hanging out with all through the pandemic versus a bunch of strangers so that's another popular thing that's been happening for 2021 travel to europe yep and i wanted to mention too aside from the off the beaten path cities or off the beaten path countries i've went down a rabbit hole on TikTok and found this account. They are in Albania. And let me tell you how fast I want to get to Albania. I had no idea. It looks absolutely incredible. I can't wait. So it's kind of a nice thing that people are exploring a little more uniquely. And I'm looking forward to seeing more TikToks and more amazing places that I've never even considered. Here's another shout out for TikTok. (laughs) It is a place to learn a lot of stuff and it's just not fancy dancing, funny dancing. I have learned so much and you can get a lot of destination information from TikTok with a grain also, of salt. Also life hacks. Cause let me tell you, Tracy and I learned about a hack for putting our water bottle on the stand that was life changing, possibly marriage saving. So <laughs> And it was just putting plastic with a rubber band around the top of the bottle so we didn't end up spilling it all over the place because it's high up and it would take both of us to lift it. And Tracy always says, all you hear is, what is happening? What is happening? Why are you doing it like that? Put it down. You're not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, um, the, the last trend that they mentioned is also exploring for longer and making the trip count. And I think we have talked about how people are taking shorter trips lately, but not to Europe. In Europe, it's kind of like, like I said, I think people are are leaning into the slow travel. They're looking for authentic experiences. They're doing things that are more unique. Everybody loves to go places their friends haven't been and show off, but also just doing neater excursions. And I like it. I'm into these trends. Oh, I did forget one. There was one more that was favoring wide open spaces to crowded urban environments. I think that kind of goes along with Mm -hmm. going to those smaller places. So that is what's happening in Europe. To be, to be discussed in future weeks, because anything can change. Ongoing, (laughs) ongoing for sure. (laughs) Our last article is from travel market report. And I will say when I first read this article this morning, I felt like it's definitely giving us 
a new perspective in how we want to run our businesses. Yes. And it's about, um, the title is Fed Up Travel Advisor Relaunches Biz with $5,000 Annual Fee. Which sounds nuts. But when you dive into the whole concept, it starts to make sense. Yes. And we've talked about how we have gotten so tired of working for free based on what happened last year with COVID Mm -hmm. because most of our money is commission based. You know, some of us collect fees, some of us don't, but all in all, we definitely lost money, a lot of money last year. (laughs) So I don't even like to think about it. This one advisor that they did this piece on, that's what, basically pushed him into using this kind of business model. And he's been in the travel industry um, for over 30 years. So he was just ready to do something new because I, it gave him a new sense of excitement for going to work again. And yeah, he kind of lost article, his passion. Yeah. It says in this article that he works mostly with luxury clients. And so he handpicked the ones that he con- wanted to continue working with. And said this was invitation only, you know, it's not for everyone. So he got to pick his favorite clients versus, you know, someone you may not enjoy working with wanting to do this. So really interesting way of bringing his business to a different, down a different path. Yeah. Well, he, he wanted to really cut back on the number of clients and his goal was to just have 50 clients. And so this, having this $5,000 annual fee, which covers 20 hours of his services. And after that, they are charged an hourly rate. He was able to cut back to, well, it took him a little while to get to the 50. Of course, people were maybe a little bit hesitant at first, but now he met the 50 and he has a wait list because these people understood the value that he was offering them that really high touch service. What I find interesting about this is that you could do this at any level. You could create whatever amount, the barrier, it could be $100 a year. That is like the barrier to entry to be on your roster. You could do so many things with this. It's really an exciting idea to think of. This would not fit in with everyone's model. But if you're at a place where you're not enjoying this job anymore, which... It's not a great time for anybody really, but you've made the decision that you don't want to work with as many clients and that you actually need sort of a gateway. This is something really interesting to consider. Yeah. We'll link this in the show notes because there are so many little bits and pieces in here that sparked, you know, different ideas for me. Am I going to use this business model? I don't think this is the right one for me. But it could be for a lot of people. You know, I already charge fees for um, custom itinerary work. And right now that's, you know, working for me because it does do a good job of weeding out people that I don't want to work with. But this is a really great perspective in running your business. Well, and the thing is, too, that he's not just like, it's $5,000 and send me what trip you want. He is doing something more like uh, it's an it's. He is a virtuoso wanderlist advisor. So there's a wanderlist program where you consult with clients to map out a two-year travel plan. Um, we actually have someone who will be a guest on the show next week who has worked on the retainer model. And it's sort of like 
similar to a financial plan. You're looking at your long-term travel goals. So it's, it's not just I'm suddenly charging this fee to do the same thing I've always done. You have to mm-hmm. take it to another level, but th- it would allow you to, if you had sort of this set, he's made a quarter of a million dollars just in fees. So at this point, commissions, things like that are less important. It gives him the freedom to book anything he wants for these clients and not be worried about whether he's going to be paid for his time. It's just really interesting. And yeah. I would love, I would love to know if it like sparks any interesting ideas in anyone else. Cause like I said, it doesn't have to be this crazy. You could have a, have this on a much smaller scale to get control of your clientele if, if you're in that situation, I'm definitely cutting back on my clients, but mm-hmm. I don't know for sure whether I would do a model like this, but I do, I am currently working through what is the barrier to entry to get on my calendar because I can't, I hate to use this word. I literally cannot handle all mm-hmm. of it. You know, it's not possible. <laughs> yeah. So Take a look at that article. Let us know what you think. Let us know if it brings up any brilliant ideas on your end. Should we do some headlines? Oh, yes. I'm ready for some excess baggage. <laughs> All right. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, Florida plans to appeal a federal judge's ruling allowing Norwegian Cruise Line holdings to require passengers to show proof of vaccination against COVID-19 prior to boarding its ships. Another one from them says that Germany will now require a negative COVID-19 test for unvaccinated travelers. An article from Travel Weekly says that IHG plans to add a new hotel brand to its portfolio in the coming weeks in the lifestyle and luxury segment. The new brand aims to tap into growing demand in the luxury and lifestyle space with independent hotels keen to sign up after struggling through the pandemic. Travel Weekly also reports that Lufthansa passengers can now buy an economy row just for themselves on flights to Los Angeles. Lufthansa's new sleeper row product was made available by the carrier on August 2nd and can be purchased at check-in or at the gate for a surcharge of between 159 and 229 euros per route. A headline from Travel Age West asks, is there still time for a summer vacation? 60% of Americans say yes. Another one from them says that AM Resorts is making some big changes. The, new, the company has introduced a new master brand, AMR Collection, bringing together its six resort brands under a single name. AMR Collection includes Secrets, Dreams, Breathless, Zoetry, Alua, Sunscape, and Now. As an additional part of its repositioning, the group is introducing four- and five-star collection tiers to further define the level of luxury of each resort brand, and help travel advisors and guests choose the resort that best fits their needs. On that note, an article from Travel Pulse reports that Apple Leisure Group has expanded its Zoetry Wellness and Spa Resorts to seven, adding the Zoetry Casa del Mar Los Cabos and Zoetry Marigo Bay St. Lucia to its portfolio. Another one from them says that Congress is stepping in to control over tourism at U.S. national parks. And I'm going to knock out three headlines for this one, all from afar. Puerto Rico is now requiring vaccines for hotel guests and Airbnb stays. Italy now requires a vaccine passport for museums and indoor indoor dining. And France's virus pass is now required in restaurants and on trains. But we'll end up on a high note, as usual. According to Recommend Magazine, Herta Gruden Expeditions 
has added the west coast of Africa and its archipelagos to its list of new destinations for 2022 and 23. 2022 will be one of the most adventurous years for Hurtigruten Expeditions, the CEO of Hurtigruten Expeditions said. We will start the year by launching our Galapagos operations in January, and at the end of the year, we'll introduce our first African cruises. We're very excited about expanding to unique destinations, which complements our Caribbean and South American expedition cruises and strengthens our global positions. And that's it for excess baggage. While Kareem catches her breath, just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. Next week, somebody's going to be in Greece. So I'm going to have some special guests. I mentioned one before. That would be Kate Sullivan and Whitney Schindler. So join us for that discussion. Yeah, I am kind of sad that I'm going to miss out on that. And the promo is real. Even though I'll be in Greece, like I'm like, oh man, like just like (laughs) (laughs) call in if you're available. Those are two powerhouse travel advisors, Mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of us might follow them on Instagram. I know I do, and Whitney co-hosts, or she is the host of Masters in Travel podcast, which is one of my favorite industry podcasts. So I am looking forward to listening while I am traveling. So. Yeah. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the tin lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tin lounge.com. And I really would, I'll speak for both of us. We would really like to hear from you. If you how the Delta variant is affecting your business, if at all. And please tell us if it isn't at all. That would be wonderful to hear. And also, if that idea of the business model where you have a yearly retainer has sparked any brilliant ideas from you. We'll see you next week. Bye.